Welcome to episode four of the Red Letter Podcast. My name is Tyler. My name is Jordan. And today we're here to talk about the end of the world. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't quite call it that. I think more um, what we're talking about is New Year's resolutions. Am I right? Yes. All right, cool. The end of a year. Yeah, I mean, you know what? No, I say the end of the year of the world because like 2020 felt like the com- culmination of all of history combined into one year. Yeah. There was a great meme where it was like the Lord talking to an angel and the angel says, all right, I've got 2020, you know, all the disasters you've planned for 2020. And he says, 2020? I meant 2020s. And then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, have you seen the... um I forget. That's not maybe how the Lord it's an insurance. <laughs> it might be an insurance commercial, but it's um, the devil, mm-hmm. and then this lady who's supposed to be twenty twenty, mm. and essentially they like meet on Tinder, I think, and then they like go <laughs> on a like date, and it's like love at first sight type of thing, mm-hmm. and it's just like them enjoying their lives, and how, then. I, that is the most like twenty twenty thing I've ever heard in my it's life. It's pretty funny. So far, I um, I'm really sad because my um, seven day trial period of twenty twenty one expired, and I can't turn it back in. Mm. Um, you know, it's that's well, cheesy. <laughs> I'm getting the dad. I didn't, joke I didn't know what you were where you were going, and that was cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> I well, basically, what I was saying is twenty twenty one has so far been more of the same. Currently, yes. Yeah, it has been. It has been. Yes. Um, but every time we kind of go across uh, a new year, um, we always come up with like maybe resolutions or goals for the year. What have been some that you have had uh, and probably more applicable? What are some that you actually kept to? Mm. Well, I I honestly don't know if I have ever fully kept a New Year's resolution that I've ever made. I don't think I have either. Like, I probably have kept some better than others, but I can't think of anything that just stands out in my brain of like, oh, I resolved to do this Mm -hmm. and succeeded one year later. Yeah. I will say the only – it's a negative example of a New Year's resolution, (laughs) but – I signed up for a gym membership like everyone else in the world does at some point, probably mm. two years ago. And I used it for a while. Like, mm. it wasn't a waste. Um, and you kept that gym membership, too. I s- currently still have that gym membership. I do not believe I've set foot in that gym in over a year now. Mm. And for anyone that knows me, I'm a relatively <laughs> thrifty kind of, like – cheap frugal tight with my money yeah i wasn't gonna go full cheap but frugal i don't really like the word frugal i understand what frugal means but Mm -hmm. when i hear frugal i think of like no i i frugal to me sounds like joyful and like happy so when i think of frugal (laughs) i think of just someone throwing all their money everywhere that's the opposite of what i know i know that but i don't know i some for some reason when i hear frugal i think of just being stupid with your money. So I was the opposite of frugal with this gym membership and have currently paid for it for an entire year and have not made use of it once. I found it really interesting. I had a gym membership and I think it's actually the same place that you have membership to. Um, And 
Um, I had it for, <laughs> I actually didn't, I got it on New Year's like day. Uh, one classic. Year. I mean, it was classic. They had like a good deal and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So uh, me and Kyle went to the gym uh, together quite frequently for a while. Um, Isn't Kyle still go? No, we, we none of us go now because the gym was COVID. COVID was being annoying. Um, anyways, we we went for a while and we you know we were pretty pretty disciplined with it. I, I was pretty proud of myself. Um, and then all of a sudden, I just stopped. Um, and I still had that gym membership. I think I did the same thing you did. Uh, now I ha- I will say that I have canceled my gym membership. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I you were the be, smart one. I know. Um, but what was so funny to me is I can refinance my house. I can apply for credit cards. I can I can do all these things, huge major decisions. I can have a bank account. I can cancel bank accounts. I can do all of that online. But you know what you can't do online? Cancel a gym membership. And so I literally, to go cancel this gym membership, I end up having to have it like an interview with the manager <laughs> about why I no longer want to go there. And, and so me they like shamed did, me. He did everything in his power to try to get you to keep that gym membership. And he's like, it was actually a girl. And she's like, well, why, why are you leaving us? And I was like, well, I haven't really been for a while. Well, you should start coming again. And then so I was like being like shamed for my lack of working out. So not only have I been giving them money and not going, but now they were also like embarrassing me for not going <laughs> and trying to guilt me and to keep paying the money and still not go. So I have, I will say, cause I've, <laughs> I've canceled gym memberships in the past and I've found a, an effective way. You have to go in there with the right mindset and you have to look at them and say, I want to cancel this membership. Don't try to convince me of anything because I'm not going to take it. I just want to cancel it. And you have to borderline seem like you just wrecked your car like, like your whole life is yeah, now like, in shambles. Like you're having a stressful, busy day and you're just not ready to put up with anyone's crap. It's kind of like buying a car. It's, yes. you know, by the way, I can also buy a car all online. I just That's add true. that to the list of all the things I can do That's online. That's scary. I know. I can buy a car. I can't cancel my gym membership. I could never buy a car online. Um, but anyways, I <laughs> you almost have to act like you like when you're with a car dealer. Because like when you're with a car dealership, like car salesmen, like especially used car salesmen, I mean they're just gonna try to negotiate mm-hmm. and haggle with you the whole I love time. it. <laughs> Some people hate it. I love it. I I love that stuff. You know, I don't know. And I, I think that's a, a sinful part in my life. Trying to get the best deal. I That enjoy, goes back to you penny pinching though. Yeah, but I also enjoy conflict with people over <laughs> stupid things. Like I enjoy that I, I enjoy that feeling of conflict over something that ultimately doesn't matter. I don't enjoy conflict. I don't enjoy being at odds with someone when it's something that matters. But it's like negotiating my internet bill or yeah. a used car or things of that nature. I don't know. It's just something fun about I don't I enjoy it. I, I don't. I don't Most people it. don't. I, I'm the kind of guy, and I'll be honest with you, this is not not a good thing. It's not positive in any way. Um I'm the kind of guy that if I go to a a restaurant and they get my order wrong, I'm probably just going to eat it. Oh, I will get a new order, try and to keep that first order for free and eat both of them. <laughs> and here's the thing though. 
that's like with like stuff I pay for. I don't know why I have this sense of like embarrassment and like, like, Oh, I don't want to have conflict here. Anywhere else in my life. I'm like super mm-hmm. like very black and white, very, um, I, I don't assertive, I guess, but then it like goes to a restaurant or like a car dealer or something like that. I'm like, oh, it's okay. I, I don't want to make you upset. I don't know why that is. Like when I'm paying someone money, I should be more assertive, but I'm not. 100%. I, I don't get it. I, the more assertive you are, the – like here's a good tip. If you have a medical bill mm. and you're assertive enough, generally they'll knock 25% off your entire oh. bill. Not always, but you, you have to like really be assertive. Well, next time I break my foot or something like that. Hey, right. this year start did start off better than um, – well, I don't know if it started better. Last year, 2020, I started off the whole year by falling down bleachers and almost breaking my foot. Fun. I sprained it really bad. My whole foot was black and blue. It was gross. I remember that. Yeah, I was on crutches for like eight weeks. I thought that was like seven years ago. No, that was one year ago. <laughs> That's how long 2020 was. Um, yeah, no. So this year, I actually didn't have any New Year's resolutions though. Um I think um, we you actually, mean in 2020 you didn't 2021 okay I did I I didn't have any New Year's resolutions uh, and that way I know I won't break any mm. at all um, <laughs> set the standards low so that you can set the bar low so that we don't walk fail. over it I don't even have to exactly. jump yeah um, no but we did we did start the year off differently as well um, you you and I were together. We didn't like watch any of the New Year's. That was weird. Like the the tradition of like the ball dropping and all that kind of stuff. We just played games and we're like, I don't really care. I kind of feel like I missed New Year's because of that. Like it didn't happen. Like yeah. I, everyone went forward, I'm left behind. Exactly. <laughs> You've been left behind. <laughs> Give us a like in the comments if you know what song I'm singing. I feel like this is like a... Um, I feel like we're like just now shouting out for uh, Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins in their Left Behind <laughs> series. <laughs> All you dispensationalists out there, like, yeah, there's no time to change your mind. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. So, did you did you have any New Year's resolutions for this year? Um, I think my I wouldn't say it's that's a resolution. It's more of just a desire to continue pursuing a mindset, but. Um, What's the word? I can't think of the word. Nirvana. No. (laughs) I desire Nirvana for 2021. No, it's more just trying to structure my life more. Mm. Um, As most people have referred to me as a bit nomadic, which is not untrue. Um, I do do think if you look up the word nomad – I don't think it fits me perfectly, but I don't. I don't disagree with people who you, say that about me. You've changed in the past. I mean, how long have you lived in Virginia now? Five years. Five years. You've lived in Virginia, and you were in Kansas City for what two years before that, mm-hmm. and then before that, you were in Virginia, basically. Yeah, so, for college. So, I mean, that some of that's changed already because I mean, you being in Virginia for five years has yeah, that's the longest you've been anywhere except for when you lived with your parents. It's true. But I've wanted to <laughs> cue the clapping sound effect. Um, but I've Please wanted put that in there. <laughs> I've wanted to just like I've talked with my wife about um, trying to schedule out our lives more, but in the sense of like scheduling them to schedule in free time. Ah. Um, 
Mostly because I think if we don't plan to do anything, we just do nothing and we waste yeah. our time. Where it's like, if I'm like, hey, I'm going to plan to sit and play video games for an hour. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But at least I plan to do that for an hour and I knew I have something else I wanted to do afterwards. Makes you feel less guilty for doing something like playing a video game. Yeah, because then it's like, oh, I know I've had a busy day and I'm just going to need like an hour to relax. And then I have other things I want to do. Yeah. Whereas, so it's like you plan that out. And I think like my wife and I are like, we're more likely to just kind of both like fly by the seat of our pants with that. And so Mm -hmm. we fail to make time to spend time with each other sometimes. And so it's like something that she might feel is not quality time. I feel is quality time um, or vice versa. And so one of us are left like maybe feeling more filled up, but the other's just like, oh, I'm, I feel lacking in that. And so we've wanted to try to make more strides to plan that out just with like, I'm starting seminary in what, three days or, or yeah. three weeks, two weeks, two weeks. And um, we're having a kid in three weeks, and just a lot's changing over the that's, next couple that's months. That's changes, man. <clears throat> yeah. So that's kind of been my I, – I can't think of the word that I wanted to use for it. But um, that's been my kind of New Year's resolution yeah. of just trying to be a more, like, dedicated yeah. person. It's 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 definitely more like disciplined. Discipline. That's the word I wanted to use yep. that I could not think of. A <laughs> more think, disciplined person. I think I go through periods of time. Um, I don't know what number I, I – well, I don't know how the numbers on the Enneagram work. I know I'm a seven, mm-hmm. um, which means something. Um, <laughs> and so um, – but like I know that each one of them has like a – a, like in times of stress will behave in a certain way. And um, I think it's kind of funny though, for me, when I get super stressed and busy, I go super disciplined, super mm-hmm. structured. And then when I'm not stressed or busy, it's funny because then I, I do, I'm just not like disciplined or structured. And so when I have the most on my plate, I accomplish all the things that I need to do. And when I have like four things on my plate, I'm like, I fail at all of them because I just yeah. might, like, that's, that's how my like personality works, yeah. which is really, really funny. Um, I was, I'm very much the same way where like, I was telling someone that I, f- I feel like I almost need to fill my schedule with more mm-hmm. so that I'm forced to do those things because it's all stuff I want to do. For sure. But it's like if I just put one thing on my schedule, I'm like, eh, I'll get to it. Yeah. And then I just like – Then it's like last minute panic monster. Like, ah, Yeah. And yep. you get like unmotivated and and like then you don't want to do anything where it's Watch like, the TED talk about the panic monster. That's most of us on Red Letter Society. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally us. No, uh, but it's good. Well, hey, I think um, now is the time. Uh, I think it's now time for our ASMR moment. Our ASMR moment. We said we were going to make a jingle for that, yeah. but we never did. All right. So this uh, is our ASMR moment. This is the sound of America.
intense. Wow, there's there's people yelling. <laughs> well, that might be a little extra. Jordan, can you can you give us some words of wisdom as to what that means? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, I'm like crying. That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, we'll just leave that at that. You can take that as you will. Yep. We'll move on from there. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, I actually, that does kind of segue into um, this next, next segment. It does actually. Um, We were, um, we wrote a song. Oh gosh. It's been, I think we wrote it like in May of 2018. Was it that long ago? Yes. No, it was 2019, May of 2019. Because 2018 was when we started writing every, like every other week. So this was yeah. May of 2019. So still like almost two years ago and it's finally coming out. Finally. Um, and we put out an acoustic version uh, of this a while back and we did like a, a little devotional. And we just talked about um, doubts and... Um, and failure and grace and like kind of all these topics. And it was really interesting um, because you were really pressured um, to not pressured, but I I think led is a better word. You just felt like, Hey, we need to put this song out now. Um, And we had had a video of us like kind of running through the song. We barely knew it at the time. Like (laughs) I'm pretty sure like we messed up like a thousand times in the, um, we messed up at least a hundred times in the video, um, and um, but then we did we did a little devotional. We talked about grace and how um, we have the opportunity to come before the Lord uh, for grace and mercy in the time of need. And um, I think most of the things that we were concerned or aware of at that point where we said, "Hey, I think people need to be reminded of the this truth." I don't think any of that has moved on to be mm-hmm. less severe. I think at this at this moment now, I think we probably need to be reminded of those truths even more. And so um, it's really interesting for me how this song started off as something that was just kind of written, written literally in a journal. Uh, you wrote it in a journal to um, bring it to, to me and then you and I writing the rest of the song together. And then it just kind of being something that was small and quaint and intimate to now being something that I think is a prayer that we all need to pray. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyways, um, you know, uh, I, I know that you, one of the verses that really inspired this was Psalm 90, right? Psalm 90 verse 12. Um, it says, so teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. Um, and I'm not even sure if like, I don't remember when I wrote it in my journal, why specifically that came to mind. The lyrics in the song are teach us to number our days, teach us to walk in your ways. Cause even when we doubt, we praise you. Yep. Or even when I doubt, I praise you. Yep. Um, and I think the Lord laid that on my heart. Um, even just knowing it was scripture, not even a hundred percent knowing where in scripture it yeah. came from at the time. Um, but just 
with the mentality of I think we as people, um, we struggle the kind of power struggle all the time of like wanting to be our own gods um, and wanting to be in control of our lives. And um, I think the Lord was trying to teach me of like, I need to be more willing to give everything over to him um, and like the teach us to number our days, teach us to walk in your ways, like know that I am finite and that I am ultimately nothing. Um, and through that, like walk in the ways of Christ. Um, and then even when it comes in the, like even when those seasons of doubt and those seasons of frustration comes, like we still praise God. Mm. Um, I just think of the, um, like even the, the scenario of a husband and a wife, like you have seasons when you're walking with your spouse that you might feel differently about them, but that doesn't change that you like you still believe that they are have your best interests in mind mm. and that they want you to succeed. You might not like them all the time, but you love them type of yeah. thing. And I think like the reason we can praise God in doubt is because even though we have those moments of I don't understand what I'm going through, or even just in this scenario, like we don't understand um, as Christians and as conservatives. Like here in America, we don't understand why what is happening is happening. And it seems kind of scary at yeah. times. And uh, and we're tempted to want to take matters into our own hands. We're yeah. tempted to, I like, I think constantly about the, um, the verse that says, be um, slow to speak and quick to listen. Yeah. Like so many people right now are just scared. And so they're, they're just speaking out. And there's nothing wrong with speaking out, but I think speaking out out of fear rather than speaking out um, out of truth and, and, and knowledge of what is right, are two different things. Yeah. I, I'd add to that because, I mean, we're going there. I think we actually talked about not being very political <laughs> when we started this, but like, to go there, um, you know, the cats out of the bag were, were pretty conservative. <laughs> dun, 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 you know. Um, I know you thought otherwise. Um, you know, um, but uh, I think over the past year, um, one of the things that we've seen is people, and I do—I don't mean left or right. I mean people um, have been led to a place where um, fear and worry has kind of taken over to the point that um, now we're we're in a situation that we try to take vengeance and justice into our own hands. Mm -hmm. um, Yes. And, you know, we've seen that. Or if both... we would just remember that the Bible says vengeance is mine. Yeah. <laughs> says the Lord. <laughs> says the Lord. The Lord says vengeance is his. Like, so don't try to take it yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, and anytime we do that, um, we end up making a worse, worse, like, problem. Yeah. Whatever the problem was, when we try to take justice and vengeance and, and try to do that ourselves, we make it worse. Um, you know, we talked about um, failing at New Year's resolutions. Uh, I think that's that's actually, you know, a small thing. But I really, we were talking like, oh, what's one New Year's resolution that you've maybe completed? And neither of us can even list that. I mean, maybe one year I like literally, you know, like reading through the Bible was one I, I think I've completed. Um, and, you know, there's little things like that. But most of the time we set off to do something 
uh, we end up failing. Mm-hmm. And when we, I think there's also times where we've tried to actually genuinely seek the Lord and we think that that's going to be better. Uh, you know, well, it is better to seek the Lord. I'm not saying that, but we think that all of our life gets better and then something bad happens. Yeah. And then we doubt God and we're worried uh, about, uh, you know, well, hey, is this going to be real? Is this going to, is this even, is this even truth anymore? Um, and so I think the the two words that I love um, is teach me. And then the other one is doubt because um, even when I doubt, I'll praise you. That means there's times where we actually struggle with our faith. We actually can doubt that what God has said is true. Um, and that's why it goes back to teach me. Like the yeah. Lord actually can teach you how to better live your life and teach you how to then follow him. And that's where the Bible says that, um, you know, he is the author and perfecter of our faith, which means he gives you faith and he also will perfect you and grow your faith. Yeah. Um, and and so, I think, yeah, I feel like so often we approach our lives in like the Christian walk <clears throat> with the mentality. And sometimes I like, I think more than not, we don't realize it. Um, but it's almost like, Hey, I view life this way. And so I'm going to like figure out a way to make the Bible fit into that oh, yeah. and, and make my faith fit into that. When, um, like it, it says, teach us, yeah, teach us to number our days. Like I think of, so, um, what was I talking? I was talking to someone the other day about just habits and, and forming habits and, and getting better at something. Like one thing I enjoy doing is mountain biking. And there is a form to mountain biking when you're climbing and going down and things like that. And I haven't if, figured out that form yet. <laughs> <laughs> but if you get that wrong, you can teach yourself how to do it. Right. And it will be effective, but it's it's wrong. And there's a better way to do it. And if you relearn how to do it that way, you will like you'll, you'll feel better. Your lungs will, will feel stronger. You'll have better success in climbing that yeah. hill. And so often, like we just are like, oh, I, I know how to do it, and and we're not willing to allow ourselves to be taught. But like in the mountain biking scenario, when I ride with other people who I know are better or more motivated than me, I get better. Right. When I ride with people who are not as motivated as me, I stay the same or get worse. Mm. Generally get worse. Like yeah. you're, you're you're rarely if if ever staying the same at anything yeah. in life. You're uh, always getting uh, better or worse. Dr. Jay Strack, um he did like a student <laughs> leadership thing and uh, he always reminded um students he says you're going to be the same person you are today except for uh, the places you go, the people you meet, and the books you read. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he talked about the people you meet is basically like you're going to be the exact same unless you surround yourself with people yeah. that are going to lead you the way that you want to go. And if they're leading you the way that you don't want to go, you're going to be changed by those people that you meet. And um, I think that's so important to know where do you want to go. Yeah. Because if you don't know where you want to go, you – um, are going to just surround yourself by whoever's most convenient. Yeah. Um, and those people like may have different views than you and will lead you in a way you ultimately don't want to go. Yep. But if you know where you want to go, you know what direction you want to take, then you can surround yourselves by people that are going to help you go in that direction. And that's not to say you shouldn't 
um, ever be around or have friends with people that aren't going that direction. Right. I mean, Jesus did that. Yeah. yeah so. Like you, you, you should, but also Jesus had 12 disciples and three to four guys within that, that were his right. close group. And so and he's God. And yeah. He's, and he's God. <laughs> so it's like, if we surround ourselves with people that are our close group of friends that have totally different viewpoints on life than we do, then we're going to begin to have yeah. those viewpoints. That's, that kind of leads us to another thing because, um, I think Christianity today, and again, we do come from a pretty conservative view. Uh, Christianity now has been led a lot more by feelings yes. and a lot more by um, what we see as as justice. Right? Mm-hmm. We, you know, the Bible says that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, but justice is His as well, mm-hmm. um, and all that He is is good and just, and so. The problem that we many times and often see is that we try to take justice into our own hands, and when we feel like something should happen, um, we kind of become an advocate for those things. And um, I, I find it really interesting that this verse, you know, verse twelve of Psalm ninety, is to teach us to number our days carefully. That comes after these verses, and I'm going to read them, and and I'm going to. They're going to make you not feel good, but, you know, it's okay. Um, but it says, For we are consumed by your anger. We are terrified by your wrath. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days ebb away under your wrath. We end our years like a sigh. Our lives last 70 years, or if we are strong, 80 years. Even the best of them are a struggle and sorrow. Indeed, they pass quickly and we fly away. Who understands the power of your anger? The, your wrath matches the fear that is due you. So teach us to number our days carefully so we may develop wisdom in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And when we think of the word wrath, we typically don't think very positive about that word. Um, but wrath is best described, and I love it. I was reminded of this recently. But wrath is God's righteous anger, meaning it's just and right for him to feel this way. And our sins deserve righteous anger because it's so egregious and so horrible um, that needs punishment. And uh, culture is looking to punish evil right now. I and mean, that's what's what's happened. They're, they're looking to punish things that that attack goodness. The, the hard part about this is that we've sought to find goodness and righteousness, and justice in ourselves, mm-hmm. not in God. Yes. And so when we try to take vengeance, And ourselves are constantly changing yeah. and always deceitful. Exactly. The heart is deceitful above all things. And so when we try to find goodness in just ourselves, like follow your heart, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> we end up in it with problems. And so um, to frame failure, to frame sin issues under the umbrella of teach us to number our days because only God has the authority to say what is right mm-hmm. and what is wrong. And so if we come before God and we judge ourselves based on God's word and God's standard, we find that we deserve a whole lot more yes. of punishment. And it's not that we can literally sit there and look at it and say, Oh man, like this is good. This is bad. And, um, but instead Christianity should be less about 
determining what is good or bad in our own eyes, but allowing God to speak through his word mm-hmm. and say what's good or bad. And you know what? That kind of leads us to the next part of this this song where it goes to the chorus and says, a hundred times I've fallen. Like when I look at myself and the standard that God has given, I typically don't find that I'm better. I find that I'm worse. Yeah. Have you had that experience? A hundred times. A <laughs> hundred times. Um, and that, that, and again, we have another video about this as pretty quick, but, um, you know, that's where I, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for the gospel of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. because I can fail and struggle and yet God has given me grace. Yeah. And, and, um, I don't deserve that grace at all, but he's given it to me. And I think if you look to at the second part of the verse, teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom mm. in our hearts. So we talked about how like culture at large is is looking to seek um like vengeance essentially mm. for w- what they feel is good. And and I think many people like genuinely feel like like what they're doing is good. Like you even just take the the um argument of abortion like no one who is arguing pro abortion is arguing um that you should just like ruthlessly slaughter people mm-hmm. like like that's not their heart yes that is the act that has happened so it doesn't make it right but the heart and the reason behind it comes from like having friends and knowing people that have been hurt mm-hmm. in so many ways whether it be through their own choices or not causing hurt that then resulted in this. And so they're seeking reconciliation by saying like, oh, well, this woman should be able to choose um, if if she keeps this child yeah. or not because like having this child will remind them of the scenario that happened and so right. forth and so on. And it doesn't make the scenario any less worse, but it's not like – I think it, it can be easy for us as Christians to frame like, oh, you're pro-abortion. You just hate people. You yeah. hate babies. And it's like – that wasn't the motivation when it started. No, and I think what the motivation though is trying to say that righteousness and justice is is based on them yes. and their feelings or what culture says. Well, and that's why like it says like the heart is deceitful yeah. above all things. That's the hardest part is that our hearts can be doing something that is bad, but we feel like it's good because it's deceitful. The scenario of abortion, yes. Having an abortion is a bad thing. No questions, like no discussion there as far as I'm concerned. But like our hearts have deceived ourselves into saying like, oh, well, I'm justifying it because of this. And so you feel like you have a worthy cause. And so that's why teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom. I think of the story of Solomon. Mm. The man made entirely too many mistakes. David as well. Um, (laughs) Solomon pretty rough. Like so many mistakes, but you look at them and the Bible says Solomon was the wisest among everyone. And, and so like Solomon, even though he made so many bad decisions, like he, he was wise in his understanding. Mm. And I think a lot of times, yes, you should seek to make good choices and you should seek to do right. But it's, I, I feel like it's better to do wrong and know that you did wrong mm-hmm. so that you can then seek to do right rather than to do wrong and feel like it's right. Yeah. Because then you don't and, have anywhere to go. And you can't 
I think this is part of the thing too, where um, this is slight tangent, but I don't think it's much of one. We actually, Christians in general are basically, um, they're basically told that, you know, what we are, we're, we're judgmental and hypocritical, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I think most people would say that Christians, and especially conservatives, because um, conservatives um, say they're for people, but then when people want something, we we, we say you're not allowed to do that. You know, yeah. uh, abortion's a good example because how dare you hate somebody that much? You know that you would make them want to go through that pain. Yeah. Um, and um, for us, I think there's a difference because um, I'm not trying to judge my actions based on what I feel is right, but what I'm told is right. And yes. what I'm told is right is from God. Um, and so that, that allows me, that doesn't mean that I don't sin anymore. In fact, uh, unfortunately we just mentioned two people, David and Solomon in the Bible. But if you read the old Testament, basically every single person that you read about has like some horrible, horrendous sin that happens in their life Mm -hmm. because we still struggle and we fall and we fail. Um, and so this idea that Christians are just better than than others that's that's totally wrong mm-hmm. that's not that's not what we believe um what we believe is that we're we're shifting our standards off of ourselves to god and um, for for our eternal salvation and that that's only from jesus christ it's not by our actions and so um th- this gets to the point though then as a christian you know paul says you know so you're saved by grace so does that mean that you can just go and sin <laughs> more he's like by all means no like don't do that yeah and um i love uh uh, i think this can kind of land the plane for us um because i love in ephesians it says that do not break the heart of god Mm -hmm. do not do not hurt his heart and um and and i think it actually the the word specifically is do not grieve the holy spirit and when we sin what we're doing is you and I were made in God's image with a design, with a purpose that in that purpose will function and be, and have a, a, you know, the way that it was intended. Any, anything that you make has an intent and people can break the intent and use it for something that's bad. Um, and this can go onto a million different things. You know, a car is designed to be good. Now, if you're driving it recklessly and drunk, all of a sudden that good thing is now bad and it's mm-hmm. harmful and hurtful. If you're driving at, you know, 90 miles an hour and you're drunk and you wreck now something that was designed to be good. No one's saying that, that cars are designed poorly. Um, but now all of a sudden it's, it's hurtful mm-hmm. and God made me and you in a way that we, we can become very dangerous to other people around us and through our sins hurt ourselves and others and be destructive. And because God made us good, when we do that, it grieves his heart. And that's why he sent his son. He loved us so much. And that's why we have grace and that's why we have mercy. Yeah. I think of even, I think it was last week, um, my wife had made this meal of um, it was like short ribs, mm. and they're very good. And <laughs> they're very good. and the there was a bunch of bones left over, and so like I had read that like like you can't give dogs chicken bones, but like 
like pork bones and stuff is fine. So I gave my dog one of those bones. And then I'm like, out of curiosity, I'm like, let me just make sure this is fine. So I like do a quick Google search. And it was like, oh, you can give dogs uh, raw pork bones, but if they're cooked, they become brittle and they can splinter and kill, <laughs> and kill them ultimately. And so like, I've just given my dog this one bone. I'm like, oh crap. Like I was planning on giving him some more. Yeah. He's looking at me like slobber coming down his mouth, big puppy dog eyes because they're yeah. delicious to him. And I'm just like, I want to give these to you, but like, I know better than you that this is ultimately going to hurt you. Yeah. And like my dog's heart at that time was, oh, I just want these things. And he, I get, I even guarantee you, if he knew it was slightly dangerous for him, he wouldn't have cared. Yeah. He was just like, no, I, I still want this. Um, but I was like, me in in my my knowledge now that I had knew I couldn't do that mm. for him. And so it's like, even though we want to do things that might seem good in the moment, they don't seem harmful. They don't seem harmful. Like they, they can bring us to death. Yeah. I mean, it's actually really funny. The the Lord actually tells us in the Bible that like so many times we're like, people are like a dog returning to its own vomit. Mm -hmm. like, that's disgusting and gross. And yet that's kind of what it is. Like when we look at a dog that does that, we're like, oh my gosh, what is your problem? Yeah. Don't do that. Oh, that's gross. And uh, if you own a puppy or own a dog, you probably have a little bit of better understanding how the Lord is when he looks at us. Yeah. And um, of course, you're much more valuable. And um, man, I, I think what's really, what's important to grasp from this is um, if we try to put our standard on ourselves, uh, we're going to think things are right that are totally wrong and mm -hmm. totally hurtful and harmful. And yet God has given us his word, he's given us his son to restore us back to him, to give us grace and mercy in the time of need. That's what Hebrews 4 says. Mm -hmm. And so, um, man, if you feel like you're struggling or if you feel like you're just stuck um, in, in, in sins or you have things in your life that seem too big for God to forgive, none of that's true. Nothing's bigger than the cross and that that can bring us back to him. No matter how many times we failed, no matter how many times we have fear, no matter how many doubts we have, God is bigger than all of that. Yeah. And we can come to him. Yeah, I think just to kind of close, I wanted to read, um, like, so verse 12 in Psalm 90, teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. Lord, how long? Turn and have compassion on your ser servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your faithful love so that we may shout with joy and be glad all of our days. And I think whatever we're going through, I encourage you to fix your eyes on Jesus. We will always have a tension with this world because this world was never designed to be the the end. Yeah. This like this this world will is always going to be a stepping stone between now home. and and what's to come. And if if we fix our eyes on this world, our hearts will be deceptive. We will begin to exchange the things of God for a lie. Yeah. As it says, and we will begin to love the things of this world mm. more than we love God. It's it's okay to enjoy the things that we have on this world. There's many good things mm -hmm. that are a lot of fun to enjoy and very good. But when our focus becomes on them and not on the Lord. We abuse it. We abuse it. And, it's, and it hurts and it's harmful. So. Um, we, we do have um, a bonus uh, episode that we want to share with you guys. 
um, that'll be coming out. Uh, I'm, I'm having a conversation with my dad and, uh, we're actually going to be, um, discussing addiction and, uh, maybe, maybe you're in a place where you feel like you're just stuck in the same, same rut and the same things have just plagued you over and over and over again. Um, and, um, the Lord, the Lord is, has grace for that too. Uh, you can't send more than what God can give you grace for. Yeah. Um, and so even if you're in a place where you feel like you have, um, uh, you're just stuck in that sin, um, there's still mercy. And my, my dad's a pastoral counselor and has been for years. So I'm really looking forward to that conversation and, and sharing that with you. Um, and the song that we wrote a um, hundred times, that'll be out on Spotify and everywhere else. And um this is one of those songs where it I, should be out the day this comes out. Cool. So January fifteenth. Yep, that'd be good. So yeah. if you're listening on January fifteenth, it's out. Go to Spotify or Apple Music and listen to it. Hopefully, um, it blesses you the way it has blessed us. Yeah, I've, this is one of those songs where it's like, man, I'm just I'm thankful that we wrote it for what it means for me and my relationship with God, um, and like that to me is enough. Yeah. So I'm excited to be sharing it with everybody else as well. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you. Have a great week.